KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. The coronavirus pandemic has hit just about every type of business you can think of. But one industry in particular that's having a lot of trouble right now is movie theaters. Are theaters going to be able to convince people to keep coming out, especially right now at the height of the streaming revolution? And after studios have seen a lot of success bringing new movies right to your living room. I wanted to ask someone who studies theaters about how the industry is doing right now, what kind of changes they're making, and what kind of shape they're going to be in after COVID-19. My name is uh, Subodh Kumar. I'm uh, Paul R. Anderson Distinguished Chair Professor at Temple University in the Fox School of Business. Uh, I'm mainly in the Marketing and Supply Chain Management Department. And I'm also have a joint appointment in information systems and statistical science department at the Fox School of Business. Um, I'm also the founding director of Center for Data Analytics uh, at the Fox School of Business. So even before the coronavirus pandemic hit, what was the movie theater industry looking like? What kind of shape was it in even a couple years ago? So... What was happening, as we all have seen and read about, that one of the challenges they are facing right now is uh, with all the streaming services uh, that is happening. So they have been struggling with that. And a lot of people now uh, have started using streaming services for certain kind of movies. So we still see that people are uh, going to movie theaters for blockbuster movies, but there are a lot of movies Certain segment of customers are preferring to see in their uh, living room or media room rather than going to theaters. And they are, they are finding it challenging. And with Gen Z, which is more uh, inclined uh, towards all these online devices, we see more and more of that happening. So if you look at some of the data, they were already struggling with that in terms of uh, number of people visiting. But what they had done to avoid that problem is that uh, most of the companies, uh, they have worked very hard. When I'm talking about companies, I'm first talking about production houses. Uh, They have signed these agreements that there will be exclusive run of the movie for about 90 days uh, in these theaters. Now, you have to think this from the perspective of movie makers and the theater owners. Now, theater chains like AMC, Regal, Cinemark, they they want uh, this exclusive uh, time period to be as long as possible, of course, right? But there have been a lot of push to reduce the uh, this exclusive time period. Now, for most of the contracts, what we still see is that 90 days exclusive for the movies. But uh, what is going to happen and what is already happening is that because of all the push uh, towards uh, reducing this time, where a lot of inter companies are also pushing actually to reduce the exclusive time they are seeing a lot of pressure on that so they are immense under immense pressure to somehow survive in this market and what we saw actually right before pandemic in 2019 a lot of uh, houses were very aggressive like for example Disney uh, they came up with uh, several of their uh, releases they were most like finale of their their large series uh, and uh, they were trying to basically make as much money as possible out of all those things. 
for example, they had uh, Avengers Endgame, then Star Wars, major big uh, epic conclusions of that Toy Story. Now, because of that, uh, we were already, a lot of analysts were saying 2020 is going to be not as good for movie industry. So even before pandemic, there were a lot of challenges. The revenues going down. 2020 was expected not to be a great year for uh, theaters, both from the from the production side of the movies because they were not expecting uh, those big ones like 2019 and then the pressure of all the streaming services. So, uh, you know, they, they were certainly had a lot of issues even before all these things happened. And now some states are even reopening their theaters again. I was reading about California and even overseas, France is reopening their theaters. But, you know, moviegoers are going to have to wear face masks and get their temperatures checked, all those sort of things. And the theater capacity has to be less than what it usually is. Can the theater business model sustain this type of change? How do theaters make their money? Like what kind of margins do they run on? So when you think of the margins of the theater, so they, if you think of the uh, movie industry in the US, the theaters, uh, the revenue is around $15 billion. Uh, and that $15 billion a year, that's the movie theater business in the US right now. And that was 2019 data, of course. And out of this $15 billion, $11 billion was coming in box office uh, revenue and $4 billion was in concessions, what they sell in the stores. So these are the, this is the kind of breakdown of uh, their revenue. Now, if you think of that, if you try to break it down further, those $15, $15 billion that is they are getting uh, in their revenue from box office, the big chunk of that uh, also goes to the, uh, the theater companies. But the $4 billion that is coming in their uh, concessions, that's where they have a huge margin on that. So they really make good amount of money on that. And if you think on the employment side, they are employing around 150,000 people in theaters right now in the U.S. So what really happens when you look at these numbers and they are closed for, for already for a few months and in many states they are not coming back. And by the way, as you mentioned, that some states they are coming back, but they are also most of the states they are putting restrictions on the capacity. So they are they are not going usually more than 25% capacity uh, of what they could do. So with these numbers, even to go back and just recover what they have lost, it will take 18 months to two years just to recover the money. Now, think about uh, the largest one, right? Uh, so largest one right now is AMC, which is the largest uh, theater circuit. They, uh, and, and you know that many people don't know, they are actually owned by this China's uh, Dalian Wanda Group. Uh, they are the one... Uh, who are managing this or owning uh, AMC theaters, they themselves are in long-term debt right now of around $5 billion. So stores like uh, the theaters like AMC, they have tried to raise around $500 million right now in private debt just to stay afloat right now. And uh, they have their stocks are down 50% after this coronavirus. So that's the one side. So they, they have a huge problem. The other side is... Um, the smaller houses. So smaller houses are in big problem. The smaller chains, uh, they are actually in bigger problem. The larger chains like AMC, they are still able to raise money 
to stay in the market and there's they will incur a lot of losses but what would happen is then uh, they will recover it in uh, two years or so and they can stay around but the smaller houses the problem is that they, they don't have that much incentive they are right now relying on some uh, stimulus bill uh, that is already coming there or they are they are kind of uh, the theater lobby uh, in washington uh, they are asking for two trillion dollar stimulus bill through Congress to save uh, uh, these small uh, businesses like uh, LA's uh, art house chains and chains and independent theaters. They are uh, they are not able to survive. They are one, among one of the hardest hit. So what would happen is that this uh, uh, large chains, even though they will incur loss. Uh, they will they will see few changes in there first one is that they will have to close down some of their theaters they are not going to run all of them so they will get thin into what they are running second what we will see is that uh, they will be somehow trying to cut down uh, or, or improve their margins so they are they are trying to sign more deals with uh, uh, this movie production houses to see how they can survive and third, for some time, they will they will have a lot of layoffs and all, but eventually they will try to do. But there's one more factor that is very important to understand here is that it's not just about the U.S. market. Uh, the global box office right now is a big deal for Hollywood movies. And uh, that is also taking a big hit. So even when production houses are, are, um, are struggling, especially Chinese market is pretty huge. Uh, and they 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 stopped the theaters in January itself, and major international plays like Mulan or Fast and Furious Nine, they they rely heavily on China's box office. So that will be another thing that will put all these production houses in uh, in tight spot as well. So you know clearly everybody is in a mess. Nobody knows the solution to the problem yet. Uh, hopefully we will have some better economic model, but we don't have any right now. Right. And as you mentioned earlier about streaming services, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about that, too. A lot of movies have had to switch their premieres from theaters to streaming. The new Trolls movie that was released via streaming made something like $100 million in revenue. So, I mean, what are movie studios and movie theaters thinking about right now? I mean, that is a huge competitor. So, so think about this. You know, what Disney did first was that. So I talked about this 90-day exclusivity right that theaters have signed right now with most of the production houses. So what they have is that you can't release for 90 days anywhere else. People have to come to theater to watch. Now, there have been a lot of pressure from third parties from streaming companies but also from production houses itself uh, to move to move earlier to streaming companies now you have to see why they want to move to streaming company earlier there's two big reasons for that number one their advertising and promotion cost goes down significantly the for when they release the movies in theater they have to spend more money and how they are advertising these days? They are advertising, of course, through releasing the trailers in uh, theaters. But also they are doing a lot of social media advertising, TV advertising. Now, a lot of those advertising costs goes down if they release earlier on streaming services. Because there are two parts to that. One is that streaming services themselves take some of those marketing costs. 
and second it's a lot easier for them to advertise that so they they have their vested interest in moving earlier to streaming services and sometimes uh, they are able to cut very good deals with the streaming services by giving them exclusive rights to run the movie so they sign it with either amazon prime or hulu or netflix and they do very good so so they themselves want to do that now who is the loser in the whole game is theaters right theaters certainly don't want to do that right now what happened after uh, covid some companies like disney they took a stand on that and they told see uh, now people theaters are closed we don't know how long it will be closed so they did frozen 2 they released it on uh, uh, their uh, online platform uh, even though the film was released on november uh, 22nd before 90 days they released it on their platform and um, what they told was that see the people are at home families are at home and uh, we can't release for very long time in theater so we have to go against that uh, 90 day deal but at the same time now more and more companies started doing that and some of the movies directly moved to streaming services because uh, they cannot sit on the movie for very long after it is made and some of them uh, they basically delayed their release and lot of movies their uh, release date is delayed including uh, some of the big budget movies right so what happens all of this and and they they stop production on those movies so even if we come back the theaters are not going to get lot of movies right away why because either they have already been released on uh, streaming services or the production was delayed so that will go in december or later than december so that's another challenge uh, theaters are going to face right now so it's not about opening up so even if they open up the theaters first of all they will have a capacity constraint second people are still very careful and we saw what happened see where all this big jump happened in texas and florida these are the two states where people started going to theaters and and georgia now what we have seen in last 3 4 days these are the states where the biggest jump in the case is happening and what is happening in fact uh, uh, in last one or two days i was looking at this reports on what is happening with theater people are not going to theater and restaurant again in texas and uh, florida lot of people the numbers have gone down so what will happen even states like new jersey pennsylvania they start opening up you are not going to see people going to theater as much so for they have restriction of 25% of capacity at many places but they may not even feel that because people are not coming as much and then when people start coming they may not have as many movies to release because production is all delayed and production is not going to start either until we open up the economy right so and there is a there is a there is a delay in that as well so even if we open everything things are going to be pretty messed up for next 7 8 months for theaters and then one one last part which is going to make it very difficult for them is uh, in the process what happened the streaming services started taking more control or the production houses are releasing now on streaming services they can use that as an example and they say they see we released it we worked out okay uh, so they may start doing more and more of that so theaters really need to rethink their strategy on how they can maintain and none of the contracts can work if you are if you are just doing it by pushing people and lobbying so right now this 90 day contract is mostly on the lobbying basis and they are pushing that we will go out of business 
but uh, unless production house say that we are we are not losing significant amount of money because of this contract their lobby is also going to push back on that and they say no we are going to release it earlier so it's not going to be very simple uh, or or easy time for theaters some of the things they were trying to avoid for some time it's not going to work out anymore so uh, they have a they have a challenge from multiple side but streaming services are going to play a big role in that uh, challenge that they are facing right now. Mm, that's a lot. Can you can you think of another maybe another time that you've seen this happen before where an industry that's had a sort of fight for its life because of an economic or public health circumstance? See, we haven't seen anything this big until 1918 when uh, Spanish flu came, right? So we really can't compare this with any other time when things went bad now you also have to realize when when uh, in in the economic recession time there are always two effects one is that people cut down their spending on any luxury things but at the same time people are little more depressed and they need more entertainment so what we really see is that whenever this econ- most of the economic recession whether it's 2009 2001 or or uh, even earlier uh, what happened is that actually movie or theater businesses didn't go down as much as other luxury items so people cut down in buying luxury clothing people cut down on maybe uh, expensive food but theater industry actually sometimes get even benefited or remain same because of two opposing effects because people need more entertainment at that time because they need some upliftment and theaters do a good job in doing that so they have not seen such bad time but in last 5 to 10 years they are seeing the downturn uh, that is going on because of streaming services but they have not seen such kind of situation with the with the health situation or recession where people could not go to theaters at all so if you ask me to compare i will say no they don't have a benchmark that's the problem we have right now we don't have any benchmark we don't have any comparison and to make things work we don't have any economic models to model this kind of things how we will uh, design them uh, so some of my work was around how theaters and uh, production house should manage this marketing thing to compete with uh, streaming services right so right now since the whole idea of marketing has changed how they should be more aggressive in using social media uh, how what what theaters can do to involve social media more to bring more people to theater like by creating network value like some discussion forum if you come to this theater you can watch movies and big houses are trying not only in the US but also across the world theaters are trying to get more involvement of people on social media so that they come more to theater and and we have we have come up with some models on that but all of that was just competing with streaming services we have never model for situation like what we are facing right now because we did not foresee or we were not um, that visionary to to look at that but one thing i will add uh, is happening is uh, that was an interesting feature of drive in theaters so the whole idea of drive in theater is that you have this big screen in a park where people can sit down in their car and they can um, they can watch movies the, there could be some other fun activities for kids 
Now, drive-in theaters have been around for some time, but it was not very popular because people didn't find it that attractive or there was a very small group of people who were finding it very attractive. So interestingly, during COVID, uh, some places, drive-in theaters, uh, their revenue went up to like 95% or so. And uh, Showboat Drive-in Theater in uh, Texas, uh, they saw a big jump in uh, sales. And uh, the reason was that, uh, you know, as you realize in the initial period of COVID-19, Texas uh, did not have as much of a lockdown as other states. So people were going out, but still they were not comfortable going out of their car. So uh, this worked out very good for them. But there's also a caveat to that. Only 5 to 10% of these drive-in um, uh, theaters throughout the country, they actually benefited. Uh, rest of them either remained the same or went down. For example, in New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Virginia, Maryland, these places, and they make up around, uh, so they're, they're, all, they're around 305 U.S. Uh, drive-in theaters in the country right now. And around 89 to 90 of them comes from these five states, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Virginia, and Maryland. And they were completely shut down. In these states, even the drive-in theaters were shut down. But that could be something interesting that may come out uh, in next few months at least until people are uh, more comfortable to go to theater. So they will see, but that does not help this movie theaters, uh, large chain or small chain. Uh, but at least movies can run there. Right, yeah, that's an interesting point. Do you think we're going to, you know, look back at this time and really be able to see kind of a shift in the changes of maybe the film industry, movie theaters, and just the media industry as a whole when we look back at 2020? Uh, it will. And I'll tell you, some of this will not be all for bad. So I talked about a lot of negative consequences but one of the problem was that theaters were not being very innovative either. We saw a lot of challenges coming from streaming services. And uh, also some of the production houses have not been that innovative because they were getting all the push from streaming services, both in terms of distributing their movies. But also you have to realize another thing that the streaming services are also making their own movies, original movies. So even production houses is getting a lot of competition from that. But why they were not that innovative is that because the push was not enough to push them off the cliff. And I think um, the thing was that they were waiting and waiting and they were making small changes. So maybe this gives them a big push, which may be fatal for some of these theaters uh, or some of the large and small chains. But that may push to make some fundamental changes on how we make movies, how we distribute movies. And uh, that may be for good of the society as well as uh, the, you know, consumers may be better off. What would be those changes? That's what we need to discuss and debate right now. And they need to sit down and they need to really think out of box that what they can do. But I, I believe that, uh, you know, that may uh, lead to some fundamental shift uh, year 2020. Uh, like, like all other industries, I think movie industry will get that, that big push. Uh, on both production as well as the distribution and watching of the movies. That's interesting insight. Thank you so much, Professor Kumar, for talking about the future of the movie theater industry. No, no problem. 
That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.